702 SMS Talk at 9 on 31702. I'll have a look at those SMSs in just a few. One of those SMSs actually alerted me to a little faux pas that I made earlier on. Uh, and well, it just shows how quickly news moves. Eh? Anyway, so I, Bootle and I were talking about eighth being in eighth position, right? Just before the show. And that's where the eighth came from. Guess where we are, Papadi? We're fifth in the world. We're fifth in terms of our COVID-19 numbers. It was an SMS that was sent through that sort of, and I went and I double-checked. So the U.S. is standing at 3.78 million confirmed cases, right? Um, Brazil is standing at two, just, uh, just north of 2 million cases. India, just north of a million cases. Russia at 772,000 cases. And then South Africa comes sliding in with 351,000 cases, at least that's according to Google. But obviously those numbers would have changed, uh, as you know. Um, I read you, um, uh, Dr. Zuelim Kize, who's our health minister, um, he just tweeted out the latest update, and that is standing at 364,000. So an additional uh, 13,449,000 people you can add to that uh, list. So that still leaves us, I would presume, in fifth place when it comes to COVID-19 numbers. I mean, that is absolutely crazy, man. It's absolutely nuts. Anyway, with 24 minutes to go before we get to 10 o'clock, I'm about to speak to Gaurang Tana, um, a project manager of COVID Connect. Um, and I think this for me is an important one and a very interesting one. Good evening to you, Gaurang, and thank you for joining us this evening. Good evening to you and good evening to your listeners and thank you for having me. Yes, Gurang. Uh, so, so I mean, I, I find this very interesting, the uh, COVID Connect. I mean, can you just tell us a little bit about what platform this is? What is it? Is it a mobile app? Is it a website? What, what is it all about? A very good question. Um, so COVID Connect is actually not an app. It's, it's also not a website. Um, mm. It's a digital service that's uh, offered by the Department of Health. And the entire service works of SMS, WhatsApp, and, and there are a few capabilities also available on USSD. Okay, so how do I access it? Is it um, so? As you said, it's a it's it's a, a mobile site. I, t- I take it. So you go onto this website, and then you can work it from there, or does it download onto your phone? How does it quite operate? So there, there are three components to COVID Connect. Um, the first is a basic health promotion component. Um, so users can get the latest. Uh, COVID-19 news and information, prevention tips, wellness advice, and much more uh, by simply um, sending hello to 0600-123456. And this is currently used by uh, 7.5 million users and has pushed out um, around 355 million messages to date. This was a service we started fairly early on in the pandemic. Then, um, about a month or so later, we added the screening or the risk assessment uh, process to that. Uh, and this is, uh, you access it through the same number, 0600-123456, by sending check. And uh, it will take you through a risk assessment process and conclude by giving you advice whether you need to self-isolate or receive a test. And most recently, we've introduced from from June, the system basically offers the persons that have uh, gone for a COVID test, either in a public lab or in a private laboratory, um, to receive their lab results. Uh, so as soon as the lab results are available, the system then 
sends out an SMS notifying mm. the person that the lab result is ready for collection and is offered a lab result through a WhatsApp line uh, at 082 and so the entire service work works of SMS, USSD, and oh, okay, uh, WhatsApp. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, that makes sense. Uh, the the uh, you know when it comes to especially when it comes to 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 mobile technologies, it's it's always difficult to sort of distinguish what fits in where. So you went for the USD USSD approach, basically where you send in those short codes, if I'm not mistaken. Typically, how you would ask your service provider for how much airtime you have available or you want to transact to purchase further airtime. You put in a quick uh, code, usually starts with star, ends with hash, um, you know, with numbers in between. Is that what we're looking at here in this instance? That's correct. So alongside the WhatsApp numbers I've uh, shared, mm, mm. we also have the, the USSD, uh, star 134, star 832, hash, and this obviously doesn't provide the volume of capabilities that the WhatsApp channel provides, given the, the, the type of technology we use. Uh, but both platforms offer uh, screenings. So why did you decide to go with the USSD um, technology in particular, and obviously WhatsApp as well? So, um, so early on, we were contemplating to decide between... Um, uh, between an app or a, or a service that works off SMS or WhatsApp, and we dis- we settled on uh, SMS, WhatsApp, USSD, largely because of the penetration it has in South Africa. Um, if if we would have went for a, a, a smartphone app, it, it would have excluded a uh, majority of South Africans. Uh, and so we wanted to ensure that the service is accessible to most people, and so we went for these sort of technologies. Uh, but we do have an app plan, and and hopefully in the near future that would come into the suite of products. And I mean, ultimately, I guess there's also a cost factor attached to it because for a lot of people as well as maybe an, even an accessibility issue because all too often it's easy to assume, and I guess that the vast majority of people um, in this country actually have access to smart devices, but there are people who, for example, do not use smart devices, number one. Number two, I guess it's also the, the cost factor where if the consumer supposedly has to run into any form of costs uh, related to data or airtime or whatever the case may be, uh, you might find it very difficult to reach those individuals. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So data is a barrier. And uh, on WhatsApp, you do need data, but the, the cost of having a conversation is very, very low. It's uh, probably between, between 5 and 10 cents uh, for the entire conversation. So uh, the the process is fairly lean on that, whereas on an app, uh, you know, it, uh, apps are generally uh, a lot more data hungry and uh, mm. and would exclude uh, quite a majority of the population as you describe here. I mean, it's quite fascinating because, I mean, there's a list of things that I see here that are uh, part of, obviously, the services that you get allow citizens to screen for COVID-19. How do we go about that process? I mean, I know that uh, technology is amazing, but it's still quite difficult uh not difficult it's impossible for you to uh send i don't know a sputum test or whatever other test that you need to do digitally so how do we screen for COVID 19 um so uh, the the COVID risk assessment process or screening process um is a process that starts by um asking you a series of uh, symptoms um mm-hmm. there are six well-known symptoms that are associated with COVID. Uh, asks you for your age, um, as well as asks you uh, 
uh, if you have underlying conditions and asks you if uh, if you've had any, if, if you've had any exposure to persons who who've tested uh, positive uh, tested co- positive for COVID, uh, and ends with a result uh, placing you into low, medium, high, and depending on your risk profile, you would be offered a test or you would be asked to self-isolate. Um, uh, based on the re- responses you've provided. So let's assume someone d- does, you know, in, in terms of the the responses that they are providing, that there's a high probability that this person has, in fact, been exposed to COVID-19. I mean, how do you then police or for, and maybe police is the wrong term, but how do you then monitor to ensure that that individual then takes the necessary precautions, uh, not only protecting themselves, but protecting other people also in the process? Because I think that's one of the biggest issues that we had, at least at the beginning of this uh, pandemic, where you know very well, I mean, being with the Department of Health as well, or linked to the Department of Health, you know that there were there was a family that famously ran away um, from hospital when they found out that they were COVID-19 positive. How do we then make sure that people who, in all likelihood, are at a high risk or seem to be in a high risk? How do we make sure that those individuals are actually, um, you know, present themselves to the necessary spaces for testing and ensuring that they actually um, get the necessary care and help that they need? Yeah, so I think what's important to mention here is that the screening process is to measure risk and not mm. to diagnose. Sure. Um, and, and the, you know, you can only diagnose through a lab test. There's no other means to diagnose. Yeah. Um, but the, the screening process will certainly guide you and lead you whether you would need a test or not. We do know with COVID, 80-plus uh, percent people recover quite well at home. So as soon as you suspect, uh, you, you, you know, you suspect yourself of having COVID, even after you've tested, your your treatment uh, pathway, you know, largely rem- remains the same, um, except if you have underlying conditions or you 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 know you're older than fifty five. So, so you you know it's 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 not you know for for the, for most people you would recover at home and you you don't you don't necessarily always need a test, but the risk process is really just trying to. Uh, place you in low, medium, or high, so sh- and 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 really requires you to do a risk assessment every week. Mm, mm. And and should your should your condition deteriorate, it would then advise you. Uh, it would advise you whether you should get a test or not. So obviously, in terms of supporting those who have tested positive for COVID nineteen, um, what does that allow? Does that give us, uh, um, you know, support messages to to ensure that this person is able to pull through this, give them the necessary advice? Um, how how does that process work? Correct. So the so the way the process works is firstly when you when you go for a COVID test, you've got to ensure that you provide us a correct cell number, a correct date of birth, and the correct address. And and this will ensure that we're able to share your results with you as soon as we know your lab results. Once we share the lab results with you, we're able to then give you counseling and write messaging uh, on your phone so to give you the support you require during isolation. Mm. The system would then give you the ability to self-monitor your status uh, using very similar questions um, as well as give you the ability to report contacts. Now, these contacts are then 
pass to our SMS gateway, and the SMS gateway would then dispatch SMS messages to each of those contacts, anonymously notifying them that they've come into contact with someone who's tested positive. And the contacts would then be guided to to ensure that they go into self-quarantine. Mm. And this is a totally voluntary service. It's not a compulsory service. Um, but this is where I think... Uh, South education is of utmost importance and we share that through the process and we hope that uh, our members of our public will do the right thing. And that's obviously the key point here. The final one that I, uh, and then talking about members of the public, because I think one of the difficulties is is how people then are able to communicate and let people know that they may have been in contact with it. Listen, I actually am COVID-19 positive as an example, um, and that maybe there's a good chance that you should go have yourself checked out. We know that that can be an awkward, scary if not a conversation that most people would want to avoid in the first place. I see one of the things that it assists with is uh, that it anonymously alerts people who may have been in close contact with someone who tests positive for COVID-19. How does it go through that particular process? Yes, so and I think that's such a good question because if you're positive and you don't really want to disclose your status to the people you may have come into contact with, what this system does, it allows you to report all those contacts And um, these contacts are then anonymously notified. So it, it doesn't disclose uh, the person reporting the contact uh, and who the, per- the, per- the, the person that they come into contact with. Um, but really just, uh, you know, it sends out that anonymized notification and in that way protects the privacy of the, of the positive as well as the contact. That's for me. That for me is, is quite stunning. Look, I think it's wonderful. How do people access it very quickly? If you can just quickly remind us uh, before we end the conversation. Okay, so uh, general health promotion as well as screening is available uh, on WhatsApp, uh, number 0600-123456 or on USSD star 134 star 832 hash. Um, and then we encourage everybody going in for a COVID test uh, to ensure that they supply a correct cell number, date of birth, and address, so that once the lab results are available, we can enroll them on the platform and notify them once the lab results are available, and so the members of our public can go through that process. Thank you so much for your time. All the best to you, okay? Thank you very much for having me. Have Thank you. That was uh, Gurang uh, Tana uh, speaking to us about uh, COVID Connect. I think it's a wonderful system, especially since it uses the USSD system and WhatsApp, uh, making it cheaper and easier because not everyone has access to a smartphone. Not everyone has uh, the, the money for data or exorbitant amounts of data.